NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hey there, I'm Brad. I'm about to win the Tuesday Night Bowling League Championship. I'm also a highway worker for the Ohio Department of Transportation. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I can bowl the winning strike with my buddies. Remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. on this Tuesday, May 31st. As always, thank you for joining us here on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. He is Drew Densick. I'm Sarah Perlman. It's been a while. I feel like I forgot how to host this show, but I'm fired <laughs> up to be back with you, Drew. Uh, coming up on today's episode, we have Nick Alberga. He's going to join us to handicap the NHL playoffs, including Game 1, tonight of the Western Conference Finals between the Oilers and Avalanche. Also, Drew and I are going to look at NFL teams with win totals of eight and a half this season and see if it's a better approach to back them to either make or miss the playoffs. And if you want to edge the day, you got to stick around till the very end. We have all that and more coming up here on Bet the Edge Powered by Points Bet. Drew, I've missed you. Yeah. How are you living? What's going on? Well, better now. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's uh, living, living, living well. Um, living. Uh, so. <laughs> It's been uh, it's been uh, a good week of kind of rest and recuperation, and uh, you know, vacation yeah. is over. Back to the grind. Back to um, the grind, and it's yeah. it's your grind. It's the tennis grind, and I get to sit back and listen, which is probably the best thing I need today. So uh, yeah. I do begin. I want to begin with the French Open. I was obviously off last week. You were as well, and yesterday I didn't get the chance. Thank you for the comments coming in. Power <laughs> team is back. Oh, we're back in a big way. Um, and I didn't get the get a chance to really hear your overall handicap. Sure. of the French Open. And obviously, I want to get into the Daily Deuce as well. So as of today, May 31st, what's kind of been your consensus and leading up to the matches later on? Okay, well, you're not alone that a lot of people probably haven't been tuning in until just now. Yeah. But a lot of people will tune in now because we are at the business end of this tournament and the men's side in particular is absolutely loaded. This is probably the, uh, you know, outside of Stefano Sissipas making it, this is as cool of a, final eight you could, as you could have asked for. Um, and these quarterfinals are going to be wildly competitive. We have uh, Alexander Zverev, who was, you know, who was, you know, long talked about the next guy coming up uh, and, you know, never really broke through at the slam level, even though he won a ton of Masters 1000 titles. Um, he is taking on Carlitos Alcaraz. You know, this is he's been the breakout star of 2022 so far. Uh, he is playing some of the most sublime tennis on tour. Um, but he has never really put it all together in a best of five format at a slam level. So this is a real test for him. Uh, and I think realistically, I'm expecting this to be a long match. I'm expecting this to go, um, you know, maybe even go the distance, but at least four sets. Uh, I played the games okay. over in this one over 30, um, 37 and a half, I believe, uh, or 36 and a half. It was a low total. Like the market loves Alcaraz. Like he's he, all he does is win. He just delivers winner Correct. after winner after winner. So the, the market loves this kid. Um, but minus 400 for this match was way, way overpriced. And so I didn't back Zverev on the money line, but when you have value on a money line dog like that, you can find derivatives, which are correlated, like the spread handy, the set handicap, the games over, um, for the dog, uh, doing well. And so I played the over expecting Zverev at least to give him a fight. Um, and so I'm looking for a fight in the, in the, in the undercard. And then we get to the main event, 
which is Djokovic and Nadal. And you may be like, wait, why is that happening now? It's the quarterfinals, you said. Why are Djokovic and Nadal playing in the quarterfinals? And the men's draw was completely lopsided this year where all the good players were on the top and they put the two, you know, the two greatest slam champions of all time in the same quarter so that, you know, one of these two is going home tonight. Um, at least we get to see them play. That's I, a, I haven't they, seen they, a ton yeah. of people like on, on Twitter, some tennis cappers that I follow betting into this match. Is there a reason? You haven't seen people bet into it? <clears throat> a lot of tennis cappers that I follow, not you included. They're I haven't just, seen as yeah, yeah. sitting there. There is a reason. Okay. They've played 58 times. We know exactly how to price this match, <laughs> right? Like there's no, there's no, there's no there's uncertainty, no right? There's play. no uncertainty. Okay. And in fact, actually, like I wonder, there's no other individual sport or even team sports where you can say like the same, you know, teams or individuals played each other this many times over the course of their career as, you know, they're, they're, these guys are going to get to 60 head to heads in their career, which is absolutely insane. Is um, insane. And uh, this is, uh, you know, over the balance of their careers, Nadal has owned Djokovic on clay. That's the mm -hmm. that's true. Djokovic, however, is playing much, much better than Nadal is right now. He is he rounded into form through Madrid, went into Rome. Italy. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Italy, but Rome is in Italy. And I'm joking, of course. Sarah freshly back from Italy. Um, back from Italy. It, yeah, he went went into Rome, the Rome Master and Masters, and just lit the lit the tour on fire. He was Djokovic was so so good through there. Nadal, meanwhile, out with an you know he he lost because of injury uh, in Rome, so he just hasn't been the same. Uh, and I think realistically, um, you know, the prices are fair for Djokovic being a heavy Djokovic, favorite in this Yeah, match. minus 223 as I'm looking. But I do have to ask you this because I know this is part of the Daily Deuce. So for people listening oh, sure. and following, your portion of the Daily Deuce came home earlier. That yes. hit. So waiting on Kenny's side with Djokovic Nadal, what are, we, what are we rooting for here? We're pulling for Djokovic to win. I have Djokovic futures, so I'm in the same okay. boat. I want him just, just win, buddy. Just win. Um, I will circle back on this with my pick on my edge of the day at the end of the broadcast here. Um, but uh, it's not going to be Djokovic money line for me. I have a different angle of attack on this one. Um, however, uh, I do think Djokovic ultimately wins. The longer this match goes, the more it favors Djokovic. So even if an, there's an early stumble here and Nadal gets out to a hot start, I still think Djokovic comes back to win this one. Uh, Kenny laid the minus 223 in our daily deuce um, uh, parlay here. And as you mentioned, Travis on Fernandez went three sets this morning. That one's already sure home. Did. So good stuff. Good plus money there. And yours was obviously plus 140 as I'm looking at the Daily Deuce on points. But now this whole parlay is boosted plus 250 to plus 275. So hopefully people bet into that before today. Um, women's side, fairly quickly. What do you got leading into today? So are, it's, it's, Iga, it's Iga's to lose at okay. this point. Iga Shiantek faced her toughest competition yesterday in Zheng, Zheng Xuan. Uh, of China. She is coming on. That's a name to put in the back of your mind. Zheng Xuan. Uh, she is going to be a force on tour. She'll be a top 10 player. Not in not too, not too distant future. She'll be a top 10 player. She pushed Iga tough. Finally took a set off of her. I had a six to one ticket on Iga to win the French Open without losing a set, which went bye bye yesterday, which I was pretty sad about. But the first set was it was was electric. It was it was high quality. Uh, Iga ultimately came back from that uh, losing the first set because of injury to Schwen. Um, so it is what it is. Iga moves on. 
she looks unstoppable at this point. She's she is going to. Yeah, I like I like her to dominate uh, tomorrow against Pagula, Jessica Pagula, Rams owner Terry Pagula's daughter. By the way, I don't know if you Did knew that, know that. NFL connection there. Wow. Um, I think she steamrolls Pagula tomorrow. I don't think either of the Russian women who she would face in the semifinals can even push her, let alone take the set. Uh, and then she likely faces American Coco Golf. Mm -hmm. uh, Coco Golf through to the semifinals today. Uh, she takes on Trevisan, uh, who is beatable. You know, Trevisan, congratulations for getting here. Like, she makes a run every year at the French Open, but it ends against Coco Goff. She's just not as, again, doesn't have the quality in general. Um, so I think Coco Goff goes to the finals, plays Iga Sviantec, uh, but we'll cover that from a betting perspective later this week. Yeah, and I'm excited to hear your edge of the day now and where we're going with the Djokovic match. Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in the NBA playoffs, on the PGA Tour, and NASCAR circuit. And today we're offering a special Battle of the Bets contest where you can tail or fade champion DJ Short or challenger John Benizia for a chance to win. Johnny. Johnny, Johnny's on Battle of the Johnny's Bets. Johnny's on Battle of the Bets, one of our researchers, great researchers, taking on DJ Short. I'm going to have to get involved. I had somebody reach out to me and be like, do you know anyone that does college baseball handicapping? I got to tip him to Johnny. I sent him to Johnny. Johnny's got his college World Series time. This is his time to his shine. time to shine. Yeah. You know who else time to shine? Nick Alberga. And we welcome him on. to help us break down the NHL playoffs. Nick, how are we doing? Fantastic. Great uh, great transition there. I liked it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I guess that's what I'm paid to do. Nonetheless, <laughs> let's get into the NHL playoffs. And I do begin with the Oilers and the Avalanche. Avalanche big favorites, not only in the series, but also game one. They're minus 186 on the money line. Oilers looking right now, plus 155. The total is seven. Oilers playing really good hockey, coming in on a four-game win streak, but obviously taking on the better team in the Colorado Avalanche. I ask you just for game one, though, how are you handicapping it? Do you like anything, either the side or the total or props in this game, Nick? So I like Colorado first and foremost, not only in game one, but this series. I do think they're a team of destiny. I do think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They had some demons in the closet and that was not going to a conference final for, you know, in 20 years. And they finally did so. So I'm leaning towards Colorado right away. I'd even look at the puck line tonight. Like I think Colorado is going to go in there on home ice against an upstart Edmonton team who had their way with Calgary in five games is a bit rested. So you play that rest versus rust type game. But I just think Colorado is definitively the better team. Um, I like them tonight, and certainly I think that number is too juicy at seven to look at tonight. I'll, I'll look at it moving forward, but I think maybe I expect a bit more of a defensive-minded game, if you can believe it. Um, although maybe it could be like 3-3 three, three and it gets to seven in overtime, but I like Colorado tonight. No, that's a good call. I'm, I'm feeling that. 4-1, something uh, kind of lopsided for the home team. And that, yeah. that was music to my ears because uh, <laughs> we we played a, a pretty decent chunk of uh, Colorado to win the West. Um, and uh, I got to be honest, seeing Edmonton come through that Calgary series the way that they did had me a little nervous. <laughs> that, <laughs> they they kind of put the pieces together to, to in, in, all the right, uh, in all the right ways. Are there any... Um, uh, expectations about the way that that series matches that kind of give you an attack on the prop market uh, for either games or just kind of keep an eye on like certain matchups, certain uh, rotations that you think uh, will be important to watch. 
Yeah, so I would say it should have better as nervous, um, and that's because the two players on the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, are playing guys out of this world right now. They've combined for 52 points in 12 games, and I, you know, such a great. There's a great contrast in series, right? You look at the New York Rangers, the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Final two of the best goaltenders on the planet, Igor Shostorkin and Andre Vasilevsky. And then conversely, you look at the West, where goaltending has been an issue for both sides, but we expect offense of plenty. Um, that's why I'm probably, again, staying away from the over-under in this game. I do expect something, but you never know with the first game of the series. Uh, from a prop market point of view, uh, there's a lot of sex appeal. I'm loving this, guys. Like I, I would look at, you know, Kale McCarr, shots on goal, Nathan McKinnon over four and a half, Evander Kane. Um, I think the power play... Um, prop market as well. The fact that these two teams are combined for 22 power play goals here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think it's going to be hot in the assist market as well, guys like Nazem Kadri. So one thing I could tell you, stay away from any save prop for either goaltender. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think there's probably a save prop you'll like to get involved in. You talked about Igor Shesterkin. Yeah. And let's break down the Lightning and Rangers. Fantastic game yesterday for New York. You know, I kind of jokingly said, I don't know how they won the last series, and now we find them in, in the – Eastern uh, Conference Finals playing the Lightning. And for game one, Lightning are minus 125. Rangers are plus 105. In all sincerity, how do you see this entire series now playing out along, obviously, with the goaltending props? Yeah, so that's the running joke, right? Like the the fact that the New York Rangers are finally running into a real real goaltender. With all due respect to Antti Ranta, last round, he was the backup. Freddie Anderson banged up for the Carolina Hurricanes. Then in round run, Tristan Jari doesn't show up till the end, but he wasn't healthy. You know, Casey DeSmith, the backup gets hurt. So they're looking at the third string. And, you know, depending on how you look at it, luck is certainly on the side of the New York Rangers. But this is a whole different animal in Andre Vasilevsky, not to mention Tampa's won back-to-back Stanley Cups. So I think you look at this series. I'm leaning, and I know Tampa's the favorite for the first time in these playoffs, by the way. They were the underdog in the first two rounds, if you can believe it, again, for a team that's won back-to-back Stanley Cups. But I'm favoring Tampa in this series. I think they have a bit more firepower. I think it's going to be closer than people expect because of the goaltending matchup. But there's some gamers on this roster. I just can't look past considering what they've done the past couple of years. Would there be any sense in looking for the Lightning to get this done quickly? Or do you think this this is a longer series? Like, should we lay the games with the Lightning? What are your thoughts? I think it's going to be a longer series, more so just just because of what happened last round where they beat a team that wins the President's Trophy in the Florida Panthers, the old rest versus rust factor. And quite frankly, the goaltending is going to be a significant story, as mentioned. Like, Igor Shostorkin is on a roll right now. I think he, if you're looking at the Conn Smythe prop market and the futures market, I should say, I think you're looking at Igor Shostorkin. Adam Fox is another guy with the New York Rangers. But I do expect this. Like, my my magic number right now, looking at it, is probably six games in favor of Tampa. But I will say, people have been betting against the New York Rangers, people being myself, for two rounds now. And they've been proving, uh, proving me wrong. So, never discount what the Rangers are bringing to the table. There's some magic with this team right now, guys. 96% of the money line handle on the Rangers for game one. I was a little surprised. Also, wow. the book is rooting for the Oilers and the Lightning to advance to the Stanley Cup. So not surprised to see points bet not rooting for Colorado. And then, of course, the New York Rangers, people obviously betting in New York and the Rangers to public team. Um, you mentioned that you like the Avalanche to come out, and, and I know that it seems like you lean towards the Lightning as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so how does this play out? If we want to get involved in the futures market for the Stanley Cup, what do you think? 
Yeah, so that's the fascinating part, right? Because I think you look at these four remaining teams remaining. I think a lot of people, as you mentioned, would love to see Edmonton do something drastic and substantial considering they have two of the top players on the planet. I just don't know about the goaltending. And I just think there's appeal clearly with the New York Rangers team. Again, that seems like a team of destiny. But then you're playing a team like Tampa that's won back-to-back Stanley Cups and trying to become the first team in you know, almost 40 years to do so. The Islanders way back in the mid-90s or in the mid-80s, I should say, to do so. So um, I- I'm still leaning towards Colorado. I should preface by saying my preseason pick was the Avalanche. My Stanley Cup pick um, going into the playoffs was, was the Avalanche. So I'm going to hold firm on that. I think it's going to be a Colorado-Tampa Stanley Cup final, but I like the Avalanche to win it all here. Wow. Yeah, I don't even. I don't want to see the Lightning win for the third time in a row. I don't think a lot of people do. So I'll root for your preseason pick and the favorite. I know Drew has some futures on them as well yeah. as Colorado. So, hey, we appreciate the time. You can follow Nick on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy, and you can check out his work on Sportsnet in Canada. Listen to him as he co-hosts the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast. Wherever you find your pods, you can listen there. Nick, as always, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. You guys rock. Take care. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hi, I'm Josie. My daughter turns five today. I'm also an Ohio State Highway Patrol trooper. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I can get home to celebrate with my daughter. When you see flashing lights, remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sports book partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sports book. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, one 888 532-3500 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions. Weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Tigers taking on the Yankees in the Bronx on Sunday, June 5th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern live on both NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em Contest. So I'm really excited for this part of the show. Drew and I are going to now get into some NFL talk. And believe it or not, I think I saw a tweet on Sunday, 15 Sundays from now, from last Sunday, Red Zone will be on. That's right. And I'll be a very happy person. So we 
each each day and each week on this show, as we get closer to the NFL season, Drew, we're gonna Drew and I are both gonna break down teams with win totals and take a look at if you don't like the win total, other ways to back them. Playoff market, wait and see kind of mode. So there's a few teams we pulled up, and I'll begin with the Cardinals. And these are teams, as I mentioned, eight and a half win total right now on points bet. And we start with the Arizona Cardinals. Eight and a half win total, make the playoffs, yes, plus 105, no minus 125. If I were to ask you to get involved with the Cardinals, what say you? Man, it is tough to really put my finger yeah. on this team for a lot of reasons. Um, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury did not show well in their first ever playoff run, uh, but they made the playoffs. Congratulations, guys. Um, and I'm not a Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury guy in general, but I do like Kyler Murray. Um, mm-hmm. They did, didn't love the roster changes that they made in the offseason i don't think they're coming in with a stronger team per se um but at the same time the rest of the division around them has gotten a little bit weaker um so they should be still in the mix for a playoff spot um their schedule is backloaded uh so i think realistically you're looking for opportunities to bet on the cardinals early in the season uh and then maybe bet a playoffs no uh, at about the midway point before the characteristic Cliff Kingsbury flop. I was going to say, I think most people looking to get involved with the Cardinals and myself included think this team started off hot, extremely hot mm-hmm. last year and, and faded towards the end. And we know yeah. that. What's um, your read on them? I feel very similar. I haven't bet into this team at all. And mainly because I think one, their division and two, DeAndre Hopkins being suspended for the beginning yeah. of the season throws me off. They have two easy games. I just pulled up their schedule looking at in, in the midst of kind of a tricky schedule in the first six weeks, they do have the Seahawks and Panthers. So obviously those are the only really true two wins. I see the rest. I don't know how many games they're going to be favored. And we have the chiefs at Las Vegas, the Rams, Okay, the Panthers, as I mentioned, Eagles, I'm high on the Eagles. You know that. And then at the Seahawks. So for me, I wouldn't bet into them at all now. I think I would actually wait and see if they got off to this hot start, as you mentioned. But with these tough opponents, the uncertainty of, of how we'll see how this new offense is with Hollywood Brown and then no DeAndre Hopkins, it's a wait and see for me, Drew. I'm not involved in the Cardinals. I don't have the best read. Um, and I don't really love their win total either, to be quite honest. Do you think there's any chance that Kingsbury – is he on the hot seat I mean, he made the playoffs last year, but I don't think that there's a ton of confidence in the job that he's doing there. And I think the general manager certainly is on the hot seat, right? Um, yeah. If they lose the first three games, Chiefs, Raiders, Rams, is he is Cliff Kingsbury potentially our first coach fire? You know what? We're going to have to look at odds. You hit that last year, believe it or not, mm. with Urban Meyer, so I'll have to relate to you. My concern with them is if they start off and, and yes, if they lose their first three, he'll probably be on the hot seat like every coach. And then, yeah. you know, all of the main outlets will start talking about is he on the hot seat and it'll start getting some some love and attraction. But yeah. I don't know, because DeAndre Hopkins, too, without six games, can you blame him a little bit for that? And a new offense now with Hollywood Brown, essentially not new, but getting adjusted. It's a good question. Um, I say we stay away. I think this is a team that you attack later on, maybe in the middle of the season, see okay. how these first few games play out, especially if they have a few big losses to those part of Yeah. Home. Like the coin, if they lose the coin flips in there, they could be three and nine at the bye week. Correct. And maybe I see two wins in their first six weeks and then. Yeah. So. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> to make okay. the playoffs, no minus 125. So people I think are on the same page as us. Here's a team that I think me and you disagree a little bit on, and that's okay. the Las Vegas Raiders. And eight and a half win total, as I mentioned, for the thousandth time. And right now I look to make the playoffs. Yes, plus 170, no 
minus 210. I think there's a little bit of, of there's a lot of question marks with this Raiders team, obviously. Now, Devontae Adams, that's going to be a huge help. We know how bad their defense struggled last year. And um, now I'm looking at a new head coach and Josh McDaniels. Not so sure what to make of him as a head coach. What do you think about the Las Vegas Raiders if you're going to get involved in the yes-no playoff market, especially with their division? I think yes is worth a tickle. Okay. Plus 170 is a good enough price to get involved there. Um, and my here's my general temperature on that team. They went into last season with a depleted offensive line and no sure. weapons for Derek Carr and a coach that was, you know, did have a scheme. They had a lot of field a lot issues of and drama. A lot and of issues. Yes. And so basically they set Carr up to fail mm -hmm. and all he did was do well. Like all he did was thrive. He thrived, honestly. Um, and now they've given him more weapons, uh, another year of continuity for that offensive line. Uh, they bring in an offensive minded head coach in McDaniels, who, you know, has a show you know, has a, a, a long record of success, at least with the Patriots. So it's, mm -hmm. it's tough for me to say that Carr is not in a better situation. And the way he performed last year may not just be repeatable. He may be able to improve upon that, frankly, especially with Javante Adams on the on the field. Uh, the defensive question mark that you brought up, the that that's still an issue. Devontae Adams ain't, ain't covering. You know, he's not playing cornerback for these guys. He's not fixing any of the problems on the defense. They got a little bit, you know, their pass rush is fine, but their corners. They have a tough schedule, though. Yeah. They have a tough schedule. And I, their I, schedule's tough, and their corner, they're, yeah, they're, 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 their pass coverage is going to be the, yes. uh, the weak point of that defense. And so um, they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. They're going to have to win those shootouts if they want to make the playoffs. But plus 170 – it seems, you know, it's going to take, it's probably only going to take you nine wins to get in, in a very tough AFC. The, the schedules that. are imbalanced this year where the AFC, totally. not only are the AFC have all of the good teams, which means that in general, your schedule is tougher if you're playing in the AFC. You're beating each other up constantly. Because you're beating each other up constantly. And the extra away game is with the AFC this right. year. Right. Um, so in general, the AFC schedules are a grind. I think nine wins gets you in. Uh, and I think the Raiders... Plus 170, I think they can get there. Uh, yeah, I'll take a flyer on that. The best thing when we did a play, when we did a season show when the schedules got released a few weeks ago, my favorite thing that you said that I totally am stealing when I talked about the Raiders and their win total, you said, I love the over. No, not for their win total, for all of their game totals. Yeah. I'm failing you on that because that is exactly what pops every time I'm going to see an opener yeah. for week one through seven. I'm just going to have to pound the over, and, and I don't even think it'll be an issue um, just with this defense. Let's get in. Okay, let's get into the Miami Dolphins. This one's intriguing. I think plus 165 to make the playoffs. I don't like their win total. Does it for me. I like their new head coach, Mike McDaniel, what I've seen. I like their additions of Tyreek Hill. They started off extremely slow last year, as uh, we know. And I'm not as high on the Patriots, I think, as most people are. So for all of those reasons, not to mention they have Chase Edmonds, and I, I like this offense, and I'm not the biggest two-a-backer or fan nonetheless, but I, I think it's going to be a better year for him to take a step forward after kind of a rocky season last year. So I'll take plus 165 on the Miami Dolphins to make the playoffs. I'll support you. Okay. Emotionally. <laughs> tell me what you think. Lay it on the Miami Dolphins lovers. Tell me why you don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I got I to gotta wait and see with these guys. This is one of the easiest teams to say wait and see. Just because you brought Mike McDaniel. I know that in general. And you can get a better price if you wait and see. I mean, their opening schedule is not a cakewalk. They have the oh, Patriots, really? oh, the Ravens, okay. the Bills, the Bengals. I mean, you could wait and get a better price. They could get some wins in there, though. So if they, but that's the thing. Like, if they get those wins, 
then you know they're they're headed for glory. If they don't get those wins, then what is the you know, what is really the goal of this season? The two a question mark is everything about everything. this team. Everything. The I mean Mike McDaniel is a little bit he's a little smaller question mark right next to Tua, um, but you know it's it's mostly you know he can grow into that role surely, but he and he may be good right out of the gate. We don't know. Um, but the the um, the two a question mark and whether he develops into an NFL caliber quarterback. Uh, is the major question about this team. And honestly, like the level of effort they're going to to hype him up this offseason, hate it. Hate it. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to uh, give this guy like all of these kind of public, you know, kind of lauds uh, to try to get him some confidence. Um, and, you know, that's, Tyreek, that's a fair assessment. I talked to a few yeah, agents yeah. in the business that I know have really liked Mike McDaniel and thought it was a good hire. And maybe that's why I am a little more bullish on him. Obviously, we'll see at the start of the season how this plays out. But the plus money attached to the Dolphins plus 165, I think similarly kind of how we feel about the Raiders. I think it's a good number with a team that might be the second best team in their division. Yeah. Um, here's a team I have absolutely no say on. And we'll end on this one. <laughs> We'll end on this one. It's the, it's the Minnesota Vikings. I have nothing on them. I wasn't good at betting them last season. I don't see me betting a lot of Vikings games this season. Um, the overs juice for them, by the way, on their win total at that eight and a half number to make the playoffs. Minus 105, yes. No minus 115. New head coach. They have Kevin O'Connell. Give some more confidence to their QB. Get him another year with the team in the Minnesota Vikings. What do you think about this squad? Back against the wall, I think they make it. But it's not a very confident position, and minus one hundred five isn't a good enough price to lay the, lay the price now. I feel like everyone um, I talk to feels the same way about this Vikings team. It's a bunch of like marks. the Vikings, and again, like they move on from Zimmer. Okay. They they bring in O'Connell. Mm-hmm. O'Connell comes from the Rams, uh, you know, and, and a guy you know, in a system. Whatever. Yeah, and a, is it a system? He brings the system that I am perfectly fine with. Like this will this will work. Um, and it's, it's forward thinking and, you know, the, the GM is a forward thinking analytics guy. Like there's a lot of things to like the roster is the question mark, mostly the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. There. And like, I reflect on their 2021 campaign. And if the ball bounces a little differently for them, especially early in that campaign, they're like, you know, they're like in the contention to win the division and make a run in the playoffs. But. Uh, they catch a couple of losses early there on extremely you know, bad, bad one four losses. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that really kind of derailed their entire season and ended the Zimmer, you know, ended the the uh, the uh, the Zimmer campaign there. But um, I think ultimately the I you know Kirk Cousins is the Mendoza line for quarterbacks. Like he's exactly good enough to keep his job and not good enough to take them to the next level and not bad enough to get them into the lottery. You know the the top of the draft to get the next guy. So, um, you know, in a week NFC, otherwise, do they get nine wins, 10 wins? Sure. Um, you know, do, but you know, realistically, I think I have the difference between the Vikings and the lions very narrow. And so the fact that the Vikings are for people that aren't aware, Drew is yeah. the biggest lions fan this upcoming season. I love Detroit. <laughs> oh, and love there's the plenty. Oh, there's plenty of bigger lions fans out there and they'll tell you. Um, but you know, I, I certainly, I certainly am rating the Vikings and the lions closer to even than the market. Okay. Uh, and so I think both teams, you know, with, you know, a little bit of positive upside can make the playoffs and I'll take a bigger price on the lions and, and pass on the Vikings. 
Yeah, minus 105, not the best price to get involved with the yes. And you can obviously get involved with these prices as the season unfolds. But you got me on Detroit, talking a lot of Detroit Lions football lately. (laughs) Thanks to you, I know Warren was on them as well in their win total and some of their futures. Um, We always end the show the same way every single day here. And that is with our edge of the day. You talked about getting involved in the Nadal-Djokovic match. And I'm excited to see where you are going. So edge of the day, best bet. What is it? Yeah, so this is more about the the expected fabric of the match, right? Okay. With all with these guys, the ultimate price of who should win is a relative well, you know, relatively well constrained. There's not huge edges on the money line for the match. But I do think that it is important for Nadal, if he wants to have any kind of chance to win this match, he must be aggressive early. He must be the, um, you know, the the uh, more active player. He must be going for his shots out of the gate. He cannot afford to sit back and let, uh, you know, Djokovic dictate play in the first set here and expect to come back and win from a set or two sets down. For those reasons, I would, and, and Djokovic, I think, Similarly, he it is he is incentivized to make this a long match to test Nadal's fitness to really kind of see what he's got in terms of how healthy his foot is. Um, and for those reasons, I think Nadal likely the more aggressive player, more aggressive on serve, you know, taking more chances in terms of trying to get the break. Uh, and I think he takes the first set here. I think Djokovic, you know, does that won't phase him. He's not going to be pressing hard to get back into a set if he gives up an early break. Uh, I think he's just going to continue to try to test Nadal physically uh, and really try to wear him down through the first set of this match and then ultimately come back and win, you know, 3-1, 3-2. So I think just in general, the mind, you know, the, the way that each of these players approaches this match makes it more likely that Nadal wins the first set than he does win the match in total. And in fact, I would have made the first set about even, honestly. And like, some money has come in on Nadal to win the first set. Oh, good. You could have well, found this plus 155, plus 150, and currently live as we're here, I'm looking at plus 146. And I think that's right. I mean, I, I realistically, I think this should be closer to even for the first set. Like, the as the longer the match goes, this gets to the three-hour mark, Djokovic is he's smiling. He's loving it. He's feeling great out there. He's fresh. Uh, you know, things are starting to tilt his way. Nadal is pressing, right? Early on, I think, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, you know, Nadal really needs to take whatever opportunity he's got, try to get out to a strong start here uh, and save, have as much in reserve. Um, you know, get, you know, the path to victory for Nadal is not a 3-2 marathon. I don't think he can afford to, to try to win that way. Not this match, not against this opponent. Um, so I think realistically, Nadal to win the first set and then Djokovic to come back and win the match is kind of my approach to this one. If you made me pick a score, I'm going to take Djokovic 3-1. Um, so Will basically, you get involved yeah. in live betting if you weren't already invested like you are? Well, gosh, good question. Uh, I would have to get a price. Asking for so, a friend, and by a friend, I yeah. need to <laughs> That's going to be watching. So then- what, what we're watching for is Nadal wins the first set, and then Nadal gets a break early in the second set. At that point in time, you're probably going to see Djokovic's live money line price plus 200, plus 250. There are a lot of people out there pressing the Nadal button at Roland Garros. 
who haven't watched much tennis this yeah. season or much close court tennis this season who are you know ready to play that guy the minute he looks good the minute things are going well people are going to fire Nadal um and so I think realistically you could catch a two to one ish price on Djokovic and honestly I think I, I I got him in like the three to one range to win the whole tournament so if you can get him in the two to one range live in this match I think it's worth the play okay I like that way to attack it I'm gonna get involved thank you for uh helping me live bet this later of course my of advice course. okay we have comments coming in before I get to my edge of the day wow <laughs> Lions will win the NFC North and shock everyone how about that so I, I guess there it. are bigger backers than you Drew you were right you know, at the, here's the thing, though. If you feel that way, I realistically think you have to bet Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year, even more so than betting Lions NFC North, because if they do win the division uh, and with, they get a home without game, a doubt, he will be like, Coach of the Year. Yeah, every, the the football writers have already they've already they've already submitted their ballots. You know, if that happens, uh, and it's Dan Campbell's name on the Coach of the Year line, so. Um, I'm excited that, to watch yeah. the Lions this season for all the talk we've done about them. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, joining us. Okay, Lions win the NFC North. I don't, what, what's the price on it, by the way? I'm actually curious. I've seen like 12 to one to win the NFC North, and I've seen like wow. 20, 20 to one for Dan Campbell to win Coach of the Year. And I think there's a path to victory for Dan Campbell to get Coach of the Year if the Lions just make the playoffs. Um, so I think that's a uh, that's a fun way to attack them. That is a really fun way. I'm out for revenge on my coach of the year bets this upcoming oh, Everyone yes. knows, so be firing yeah. away. Drable, man. <laughs> that was yeah, that was uh that was a poor decision, I thought. Yeah, not correct. Completely agree. But we move on to positive vibes for this upcoming NFL season, and <laughs> I will go with my edge of the day. Yeah, what do you got? The Philadelphia Eagles. We talked about the NFL, and I've been trying every week now to kind of give out some of my future plays. I like them to win the NFC East, and money mm. has come in because you could have found this around plus 230, plus 240. We're looking at two to one right now on points bet. Um, this is a team that has a really easy schedule, and they start off with an extremely easy schedule. I say that because if you like the Cowboys, you can wait and get involved and maybe get a a little nibble of both if the price is right. But the Eagles start the season, their first four games, Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars. Um, they go to Arizona after. There's no DeAndre Hopkins there, and we talked about kind of our our feelings about Arizona. And then they'll finally face Dallas. But nonetheless, they add A.J. Brown. I like Jalen Hurts. I'm a believer in him. Another year with Nick Sirianni. So not only this team with their schedule, I like their division and for them to come out on top because I think they're going to get over their win total. I think they, this team has nine to 10 wins and I think they win their division with that number. So for me, I will take the Philadelphia Eagles to win their division. They were plus 350 back in March. Ooh. Now you look and uh, getting that two to one price. So I still think there's, that's a good number. And I think the Eagles come out on top and win their division. Yeah. I don't think there's a team in the NFL that did a better job of upgrading their roster this offseason than the Eagles. I agree. Uh, and uh, even beyond that, you get the joy of fading Mike McCarthy, Carson Wentz, and Daniel Jones all in one bet. That's What's that? Because I love Dak Prescott, <laughs> and that's what hurts me. That's, that's what okay. hurts me. Yeah, Dak Prescott can have an MVP caliber, caliber season. Mike McCarthy will find a way to fumble it. Yeah, that's all I need. Yeah. I don't, you know, you don't, you don't wish harm upon who you're betting against. But listen, <laughs> the Eagles are going to get it done, and that's a great way of looking at it and making me feel better. So. <laughs> Go with the Eagles, two to one, and I'll be curious to see as the season gets rolling exactly the prices that we're going to see live betting these markets for the futures market to win their division with their easy four-game stretch to open up the season. All right, Drew, that's all we have here. 
On Bet the Edge, we appreciate everyone joining us live here on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com if you want more info, analysis, picks, you name it. We have it there and, of course, on Twitter as well. Best of luck with all your bets. We'll see you tomorrow on Bet the Edge Game Time. That's at 6 p.m. right here on the YouTube channel. See you guys then. Best of luck with your bets. Have a great rest of your day. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.